Hey guys, and welcome to the Coffee and Turner Syndrome podcast. My name is Brooke. Pour yourself your favorite cup of coffee, and let's hop into today's episode. Hi guys, welcome back. I have a very special guest today. I have Jessica here with me, and we're going to be chatting about her story and hearing her journey with Turner Syndrome. So I'm really excited to get to talk with her, and I will let her introduce herself. Hi guys, so I am Jessica. I am almost 29 years old. I'll turn 29 in August and I um, was diagnosed with Turner syndrome actually before birth. Um, I have the classic karyotype. Um, I have two younger brothers and um, I live in uh, near Vancouver, Canada, and um, yeah, so I'm excited to share my story with you guys today. Yay, that's so great. Okay, so um, I am always, always curious about the diagnosis. So you were diagnosed before birth. So what were the red flags that happened? Okay, so um, I think it was my mom's 16 week ultrasound when she went in, they saw what's called the fetal hydroma, I believe it's called. So a sack of fluid um, behind my um, neck. Um, And so that kind of tipped them off that something um, was up. So uh, they did an amniocentesis, um, and uh, the amniocentesis came back, uh, like I said, with the classic karyotype. So um, X, O, whatever you, however you want to classify it. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that. I believe it was around 16 weeks that my mom found out, and. Um, Given, uh, like most mothers uh, with babies with Turner syndrome, when they find that sack of fluid, they kind of go, oh, this baby only has like a one to 2% chance of making it to term. So pretty grim odds. And so uh, my family happens to be a family of faith. So my parents reached out to their church family for prayers. And obviously I ended up making it to term so yeah yeah, that's my diagnosis story that is almost almost the exact same as mine. I mean it was the same red flags and everything so yeah what has been the biggest way or ways that Turner's has impacted you so far um I mean just growing up as a little kid, it was more um, the the social aspects of, you know, I had from the fetal hydroma lingering, um, I had a droopy eye because um, there had been fluid that didn't drain until later and affected the development of my eye muscles. Um, I had short stature, I had the webbed neck. So there were just a lot of physical things that kids kind of bullied me for. And then it was navigating the difficulties in school with math, 
Um, thankfully, in terms of physical health, um, for a long time, uh, that was really good. I still got the normal heart tests every year, the thyroid tests, those things done by my endocrinologist. Um, and thankfully, those always came back clear. So growing up, it was more the social stuff. Um, but um, and just, you know, never feeling like I quite fit in. Um, as I've gotten older, when I was about, I was 24, um, I got diagnosed with Crohn's disease, which is an autoimmune disease of the gut. Um, it causes inflammation of the gut lining and um, that we didn't, my mom and I didn't realize like autoimmune disease, we were told from right from I was little that Turner syndrome kind of can increase your risk um, for certain autoimmune diseases. But the ones they always tested for were thyroid disease, diabetes, celiac, um, so IBD was never something, inflammatory bowel disease is another name for it, is something we never really knew had a connection to Turner's until I was actually diagnosed. Um, so that's been my latest um, challenge to navigate. Uh, last year, almost a year ago, I had to have surgery um, just because of the long, the long-term damage that the disease had done to my gut scarring and stuff. So, um, but thankfully I'm in remission now, but I think that's the biggest um, recent challenge. I mean, there's, there's so much with Turner's, right? Um, like yeah. I could name so many, many things. Um, I mean, looking back on it, I, I never did the growth hormone injections. And I kind of, that's something I regret looking back. Um, but um, for up until I was eight years old, even here in Canada, it wasn't covered. And by the time it was covered, my parents just didn't want to put me through an injection every single day. Uh, so I'm only about four foot eight. And that has, that has challenges too every day. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, those are just, those are just a few to name. You have the fun things you get to navigate. Yes. I do want to talk a little bit about the autoimmune part of things, because that is, yes. that, that is touched on some. I know I've tried to talk about it. Um, to my understanding, it really is just our immune system, just in the same way everything else is affected. It can be affected, and it's called immunodeficiency or immuno. That sounds like it's more severe than it could be, but basically our immune system not being as strong as it could be opens us up to more autoimmune conditions and things like that. Yeah. What would you say to someone that themselves is just getting diagnosed with either Crohn's disease or one of the other autoimmune diseases that can happen? Is there, is there anything that really helped you as you were navigating that? 
Um, I think um, one, like um, find yourself a good um, specialist and doctor, um, one that you really click with and that you trust and don't be afraid um, to switch if you feel that, uh, especially because in the beginning you'll have lots and lots of questions, a ton of questions. And you want someone who's going to actually take the time to listen to those questions and who you feel comfortable um, talking about symptoms with and feel really um, understands the disease and explains it in a way that you can understand. Um, so that's really important. Um, I actually switched um, specialists for my Crohn's disease um, because <laughs> I didn't click with my first um, GI. I actually switched um, to someone who, although they were farther away from where I live, they actually specialized specifically um, in IBD because a specialist, um, like especially a gastroenterologist, there's so many other things that they um, deal with. So I found getting one that specializes in the actual area of IBD specifically, they had more time for my questions um, and for appointments. Uh, the second thing that I found very helpful, um, but also was, you know, a bit of a challenge um, was um, switching to a diet that was more, you know, whole foods, uh, not necessarily plant-based, but whole foods, nothing with a lot of, you know, additives and nothing with a lot of sugar, um, just food the way God in intended it, so to speak, um, I found has been uh, very, very helpful. Um, and that can be a hard switch um, for people to make. Um, especially for me, I found that difficult because I think for us with um, Turner syndrome, like I said, with the social part, we can already find it hard um, to feel like um, we fit in with our peers and having dietary restrictions can feel like just something else on top that makes us feel different or isolates us, especially when, you know, going out to restaurants is a huge social thing. And if you can't eat at every single restaurant, if you have to only can eat at specific ones that cater to your dietary needs, that can be difficult. But it really was important in, you know, reducing um, flare ups, reducing the severity of flare ups, just just really, really, uh, really important component um, with any autoimmune disease, not just one of the gut, but any disease that causes inflammation anywhere in the body. Yeah, absolutely. And the specialist aspect of it too, whatever area you are struggling with, finding a specialist in that, particularly one super interested in your specific diagnosis is oh my gosh I feel like it makes the world of difference and that oh man I cannot say that enough <laughs> yeah no exactly yeah so that was that was something huge 
um, for me. And I mean, even that goes, I think, for our endocrinologist too, like not like there's so many components to endocrinology that if you get someone who's their main focus for almost all of their career has been just diabetes, um, they might not understand every aspect of Turner syndrome and what things come with it to look out for. So I also um, switched endocrinologists um, and yeah, so it's, yeah, like you say, just like specialists make a world of difference. You have to feel comfortable with your with your doctors. Yes, yeah. And the whole foods part, oh man, while it can be so difficult, there's so many aspects of our health that that impacts. And until you make those switches and feel that difference, you never know what type of things could be helped by that. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because there's, there's so many, like, I, I want to share too, like, <laughs> like about, I think it was my blood work last year for my endocrinologist. Um, although my TSH levels have been completely fine, she ran uh, something else called thyroid paradigm antigen something uh something that measures uh if you have antibodies to your um thyroid that can be an indicator of you know risk for um thyroid disease and mine did come back abnormal um but my tsh has still since then stayed um the same and in normal range and i think a big part of that um, does have to do with the changes that I've made um, in my diet. So, yeah, yeah, it's huge. And I love how you described it. It doesn't have to be any particular foods you are or are not eating, but it's just about getting that food in its most natural state. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so. oh man, that can that can take some work, but it is well worth it. Yeah, yeah, especially for us women who have so many things that we're at risk for, right? Yes, absolutely. It's just, I feel like it's a part of the foundation of taking care of ourselves that can get looked at and, oh yeah, it's important, but then until, until we make those switches and see it, we don't realize how important of a foundation of taking care of ourselves it really is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I'm also curious about, cause you're in Canada and I know yeah. Canada has a different healthcare system than the States. And right. I don't actually know a ton about the details of it or anything, but I'm curious what your experience has been getting things for Turner syndrome covered or working with insurance and within the healthcare system. Yeah. Um, so, uh, like prescriptions, um, like my hormone replacement therapy, um, I, I have to pay what's called a dispensing fee and it's like $37 um, whenever I have to pick up my prescription. So um, that's usually every three months. Um, but otherwise, like um, 
it's covered. And what happens is each year we have something called um, a deductible. So um, I, th I think with what I like, with what I earn, my deductible, like as soon as you reach a certain amount of money that you paid out for prescriptions, then the rest of your prescriptions for that year, you don't have to pay for it all like dispensing fee, nothing. Um, so in terms of like my Crohn's meds are my most expensive meds. Um, currently the drug company actually pays for mine because my specialists happened to write a letter to get me compassionate um, coverage. But when I was on different meds, then I would reach my deductible. I don't anymore, but I would reach my deductible within the first couple months of the year and would not have to pay um, for any of my prescriptions after that. Um, and in terms of hospital stays, yeah, we, um, like we pay for our healthcare in our taxes. Um, so we still end up like paying out for it. But like when you go to a hospital, you don't have to pay because you pay in your taxes, basically. Like every time I've had a hospital stay, I haven't had to pay for that stay. Um, what's tricky about our system, because everyone's paying a certain amount of taxes and everyone then gets free, um, so to speak, health care, um, our wait times for different like tests, like if I need an MRI um, for either my heart or my GI tract or um, a referral to a new specialist, um, all of our wait times are quite substantial. Um, so that's a downside to our, our system. Um, but I mean, in terms of the prescription side and getting like our, my medication, like it's been great. Yeah, that's um, awesome. So, and you have not had the aspect of the the discussion in the states is always pre-existing conditions and Turner's yeah. is a pre-existing condition um mm -hmm. so you have not had that dynamic of if something will be covered because of Turner's or not uh yeah no um I yeah no I, I haven't had to deal with any discussions because here like if something weren't to be covered through our MSP or Pharmacare, um, that's um, that would be more something like the doctors would deal with to get you um, covered. Like I think I've more had that with my Crohn's, those discussions, like I said, having to reach out to the drug companies for compassionate coverage. Because always with the drug companies, like when you're talking about really expensive medications. And I mean, like, um, one shot of my medication, like one injection of my Crohn's medication is like way over a $1,000 an injection. So when you're talking about that big bucks, like, they want you to try the least expensive medications for your condition um, first. And so the only problems we run into and where my doctor has needed to intervene 
is um, in explaining why that why I can't take the less expensive ones because I've had reactions to them and just failed them. Um, so that would be the only um, problem I've run into where my doctor has been like, we might not be able to get this covered. So we might not be able to get you on this um, at medication. Um, but overall, it sounds pretty good. And that's awesome that your doctor was able to step in that way and help. Yeah, yeah. Because dealing with that, or, or like myself, like, I know for you guys in the States, like fighting with the drug companies yourself can be a huge pain and stress. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, dealing with, so it, it in the States, it really, not all healthcare companies, not all health coverage is the same. Right. So it depends yeah. on what company you're with for mm -hmm. how that can go and how well mm -hmm. you can kind of navigate things, like how, mm -hmm. how much you might run into certain things not being covered. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Thankfully, I have always had coverage that has been great for mm -hmm. everything yeah. I've needed. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it's more of a situation of not all health coverage is created equal. And um, yeah. yeah, so. And, I mean, to, just to say, I mean, we, we have something similar if you get outside of like, so for something like, uh, like not everybody has extended health coverage. Like we still have needs something here in Canada called extended health coverage, which you usually get through your workplace. And that would um, be for like dental visits, um, eyeglasses, massage therapy, um, those kind of things. So um, Dental visits especially can be very, very expensive oh, yeah. um, and different different extended health um, coverage will be like depending which company your workplace is through or whatever is going to be different. They're going to cover a different amount. So that would be where we would sort of have a tiny bit of an understanding about yes. that. Yeah. yeah, that sounds yeah. good. And our dental and... Um, eye care and health insurance kind of they all kind of work the same way in that way and mm -hmm. um yeah thankfully I have not run into too many issues um I have seen some really great improvements in switching um but it, my experiences with all of them that I've been on, all health coverage mm -hmm. I've had, it's been pretty decent. Um, yeah. So it's always something that I'm interested in because especially when you get into like that, the whole pre-existing condition and a healthcare system mm -hmm. as it pertains, mm -hmm. like one healthcare system over another in comparison to how mm -hmm. somebody with something like we have 
affairs mm -hmm. in those systems is such mm -hmm. an intriguing conversation to me because it's so mm -hmm. incredible the difference insurance can make for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So what would you say is currently the biggest lesson you feel like you've learned through having Turner's? Because I feel like it impacts all of us in some way. Oh, well, that, that is, hmm. I mean, I think um, one, like, one thing I, I think about, um, I think it gives you such um, a different understanding and sense of compassion um, for anybody kind of marginalized. Because um, I think unless you've been part of sort of um, a minority um, group or community, I don't think you can fully understand um, what it's like. Um, I think too, not to take um, life for granted, you know, like life, it gives you such a, uh, like life truly is a miracle. I mean, we beat very, very um, like low, like odds of making it yes. term, you know, so to, overcome that and just um I mean as a Christian a verse like that in Psalms like when it says I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made like you knit me together in my mother's womb um like we are not a mistake no matter how much the world might want to tell us that um or how much we might um, feel that way, um, you know, like every life is a miracle. So, yeah. I love that. Um, I think that's probably the biggest message I try to get across because so many with Turners struggle with seeing their value because mm -hmm. of all of the different ways we're impacted whether it's physical traits, whether it's mm -hmm. infertility, whether it, all of the different aspects that pop up. Mm -hmm. um, I, oh man, I just, I, I want to reiterate, we are not a mistake. God, mm -hmm. God wasn't surprised by it. He wasn't caught off guard. He wasn't thrown off. Mm -hmm. He didn't, yeah. oh, that's a weird one. I haven't seen that before. Like, none of that he he knew it and mm -hmm. it, it, we were not while we see the things that it affects as mistakes mm -hmm. maybe mm -hmm. they were not mistakes we are not mistakes and mm -hmm. just reminding ourselves of that is incredible mm -hmm. i mean i think you know it's it shaped my character in a way that I think I wouldn't have gotten otherwise, you know, because, um, you know, like to overcome the things.
I think your audio stopped working. I think your, I think your microphone stopped working. We have to overcome what beauty is. Cause I mean, I could, I could look at my short stats. Um, I beat those on everyone else. Um, but stop working. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. It, is, just is it, played, it just played the whole audio of everything you said after you had like the, the picture was current, but the audio was, oh man, that was interesting. Technical <laughs> difficulties. It like glitched and it stopped giving me the audio, audio, but kept giving me the video. And I'm like, oh, what, what happened? So, <laughs> oh, technology. You were on such a good point, too. So, yeah. <laughs> I heard part of it when it played back. That was an interesting experience of how it played back. Um, so, <laughs> you were saying what we go through. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it really helps build character and I mean we I, like I was saying like we could look at all these things that are different about us web necks short stature the fact that we can't have children and think that um you know it could give us such a low view of ourselves but I think that's why I find my face so helpful because grounding especially in that verse you know that God knows every inch of me created every inch of me and again just to keep reiterating that point because I know um for so many years um with Turner syndrome my sense of self-esteem um like throughout um school like high school um middle school elementary school was just I'm so low, but then grounding myself in the verses of what God says about us. And I think um, it makes you turn to those kind of things, having this condition in such, um, yeah, it just really makes you turn to that and cling to those um, verses and really learn to view yourself and others through those eyes of, you know, um, just such compassion and love and yeah yeah I think for me I mean I have some of it I would have had anyways but it, it definitely makes me more like I I am such a caregiver mm -hmm. making sure everybody is okay and mm -hmm. I think for me that's where a lot of that empathy comes from mm -hmm. yeah yeah definitely yeah. And I mean, partly like my job, I'm a, I'm a medical office assistant. Um, and so part of the reason, like I really wanted to be um, in the medical field in some way is because I know how important um, it is for those coming in for appointments to see, be greeted by a friendly face. Um, Cause I know from past experience, Experience, like with going into doctor's appointments like it's a nerve-wracking 
thing. And to have someone who can show you compassion from the first minute that you walk in and just make you feel so comfortable is it's so like yeah, it's very so so important. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think there's just something I don't know that really like we want to make sure others have Mm-hmm. what we know we need or benefit from. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why a lot of us are in jobs in the medical field or the care, a caregiving mm-hmm. field of some kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, so what would you say you, you, mentioned a little bit of the medications you're on has -hmm. there been anything in that journey like did you have a journey finding ones that worked for you um are you on a specific kind of hrt like what does that look like for you yeah so um right now yeah i started hrt i think around um, 11. Um, and it estrogen, uh, by pill form for a few years. And then I think by 14, I was put on the progesterone alongside estrogen. And then the next year, um, switched to the pill. Um, and I'm still on the pill, but that's, um, Something I'm kind of now um, doing more research on as I've learned um, just a lot more through having an autoimmune disease about different medications and the effect that they can have um, on your your body. Um, That's something I'm looking to talk to my endocrinologist um, about. Um, And it's not to say that pill has been terrible um, for me. Um, But um, like my pediatric endocrinologist, um, when we brought up the concern, like I I didn't develop maybe as much physically as I may have wanted to. Um, So I don't know if the dosage was correct, but he just didn't seem to take my concerns seriously. Um, so I think, um, you know, that's where too, I say, um, you know, for parents of girls with TS who may be watching this or um, other um, girls with TS, um, like speak up if you don't feel like something with your medication is working properly, right? Um, and make sure you, again, find someone who's going to listen to those concerns. Um, because, yeah, it's, I mean, that's something, too, that I had to work through with my self-esteem, feeling like I didn't quite make it through through development um, um, physically. Um, so I'm wanting to switch to something maybe more natural that might be that my body might absorb 
a bit better. I mean, I do get a monthly cycle. It's not like it's, like I say, it's not like it's not fully working for me. Um, in terms of my Crohn's meds, that was um, a journey too, because not everybody's body is the same. Not everybody's um, body is going to respond to medication the same. And that's like, um, so I've, this is, I'm currently on the third med that we've tried for my um, Crohn's and it's finally um, working. And it's one that um, seems to have fewer side effects than um, the other ones. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, I think, what got me looking into my Turner's meds more too, is learning uh, like not everybody's body, like I say, responds the same. Um, and that's why I think the problem um, with some endocrinologists um, is they give you what's the most convenient. Um, yeah. Right. Um, but they don't necessarily take the time to explain to you the other options that may be available and explain to you that everybody's body works different. This may not work for you. And um, let's follow up and chat about that. Like um, I found um, through my journey, both with Turner's and with um, Crohn's disease that advocating for yourself with your um, with your medical team is extremely important because sometimes you have have to be the one to speak up. And I think that's something too with my confidence in Turner syndrome that for a long time, I didn't necessarily have. I didn't necessarily like to have hard conversations or rock the boat, um, especially with my, with my doctor, you know, um, didn't want to get on the wrong side of my doctors. And so, you know, I just kind of, let things be but I've learned that that's not necessarily the best yeah yeah and that's a it's oh man it's hard because we do want to respect their their view as the person that you know they they went to medical mm -hmm. school yeah you know However, on the other side of things is you're the one living in your body. Yeah. They are not living in your body. So mm -hmm. they can only guess or imagine what you mm -hmm. are actively feeling. Mm -hmm. So when you feel something is off, mm -hmm. if it's off enough for you to notice, there's probably yeah. something off. Yeah. And and the brushing aside that can happen is just so hard. And especially with HRT, I feel like that's the one that PS women and girls get the least justice done to us with because yeah, all bodies are not made the same. All bodies are not mm -hmm. going to react the same. Mm -hmm. Medical history included, your risk of certain side effects, your risk of long-term effects are going to be different than others, but also mm -hmm. 
yeah, when when they're giving you the convenient and standard of care of what's normal, that mm -hmm. is not taking into account that they that may not meet your needs just because it's what everybody says is the normal to give. Yeah. And that's what I was running into. It was not right for me, mm -hmm. but it was the standard of care. So, yeah. And I think yeah. looking deeper into the whole HRT process and how that's determined, how that's applied is mm -hmm. really the biggest aspect of things I would like to see more research on. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cause I mean, if your hormone, your hormone levels aren't balanced properly, like there's a lot that goes along with that. Absolutely. Even not even, yeah, physically sure, but also mentally, um, emotionally, lots of different things. And I think that's why looking what I like looking at healthcare and a person like holistically, like viewing medicine holistically, I think is something that in the Western part of the world here, we aren't so great at yet. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. And I think some of these conversations are finally starting to happen. And I think the way it gets pushed even more is by us advocating for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Because those experiences are such lessons that both you and the doctor have where you come out on the other end of figuring whatever it is out, learning a ton from that that you may have not learned had the status quo been kept. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that turns into a little rant for me every time because <laughs> so passionate about especially with everything recently for me but yeah. what what would you say or maybe it's the same for you what would you say is the biz, biggest aspect of everything to do with turners that you would like to see more research on or just to understand better um oh i mean the whole thing, but I'll get more specific. I mean, I, there's, I mean, it's still such a newly researched thing, but um, I mean, uh, I mean, like you, like my parents, the information they got in the nineties was not, not um, like what it is today even, but I think, um, yeah, more research on, um, the effects um, of different types of HRT because um, they do come, especially the pill comes with a lot of risk factors. Um, and, you know, seeing how different forms impact physical health, mental health, all those different things. Um, and I think too, what they've, um, yeah, and I think, you know, making sure that each um, girl and her family um, with TS is given all the options. Um, and, 
I mean, I think too, um, that same goes with the, the growth hormone um, treatment. Um, like, um, I think it is becoming more standard now that everybody does it. But back in the day, um, it wasn't. And I mean, I feel like sometimes girls with TS, when we're that young, like when I was eight years old, I wouldn't have wanted a shot every day. Um, But I think the endocrinologists, um, you know, having better conversations with the parents, like, you know, um, they may, your child may not want this now, but down the road, um, I think this is why it's a good idea that you go this route, like with any of the medications, um, HRT, growth hormones. So I think um, hopefully the information, the pamphlets that parents are given and um, the information they're given by endocrinologists is better now. Um, but I think, yeah, for sure, like, you know, explaining um, the different options and, um, yeah, researching the different um, risk factors so that they do um, give the the best option for each person rather than just sticking to one yeah yeah and I think part of that shift is just doctors being reminded that this is not a one-size-fits-all condition you know it's Mm -hmm. it's very unique in that because it gets compared to down syndrome a lot I think just Mm -hmm. because it also has to do with chromosomes and Mm -hmm. also has syndrome, but Mm -hmm. Turner syndrome is so much more volatile Mm -hmm. in how it manifests than Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. um, so when you're applying that same mindset, it just doesn't work. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, And I think too, like if they would research HRT, more like I think they would find some really interesting stuff on how um, it can impact mental health you know Um, and anxiety like because like I said the balancing of the hormones is extremely important and making sure that um, each girl fully goes through puberty um, the way that they should and want and feels comfortable um, that's extremely important because if the hormones are um, off, it can really do some damage to our emotional health. Oh, yeah. Especially, I mean, I remember the stark contrast in how I felt going from one level to another just in my estrogen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it has a major impact on our mental health. And, oh, man, mental health is a whole other topic that there's so much to, but it's Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So thank you so much for talking with me. Is there anything else you wanted to share that we haven't touched on? Um. 
Mm. No, I mean, I think we covered a lot of great stuff. Um, I mean, again, I just want to reiterate, like, um, like, make sure that you have a medical team around you that you feel um, comfortable with, because that makes a huge um, difference, like a support system and a good support system. Um, and that you speak up because, um, you know, we, you never know um, what, what um, difference that can make, um, speaking up for yourself. And maybe there's options out there that you didn't know about before that um, a practitioner you feel comfortable um, voicing concerns with can um, bring up for you. And, um, and just to every girl with TS out there, you know, just know that you you are worth it like you deserve um to feel your best to feel confident um and just yeah just know that you um i mean you survived incredible odds and so um don't be afraid um to speak up for yourself like don't let having this condition make you feel like you're less than and that you don't deserve that because you do you deserve um, the best care possible. Amen. Yes. Um, okay. Oh man. I, that's a perfect note to leave it on. Thank you so much again, Jessica. It was so great talking with you. Yes. Great talking with you too. And again, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your evening. <laughs> Yes, you too. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Coffee and Turner Syndrome. If you would like to support the podcast, I do have listener support set up on Anchor. And if you'd like to leave me a voice message, I would love to hear from you. Don't forget, you can find the video version of this podcast on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash brooktv. Make sure you're subscribed so you see when the next one comes out. And I will see you guys in the next episode.